Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, uh, and I'm playing Marvel Snap right now. I have just turned my, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, what is that guy called? Morph into my opponent's onslaught. I'm sure he's happy about it. Oh, man. That feels like a surrender moment. (laughs) He hasn't Ah. yet, but he has time. Uh, I'm I'm Jay, and um, I'm I'm excited to, I guess, discuss what the... uh, what all the hype is about with with Marvel Snap. Nice. Uh, I'm Josh, and I have finished reading the rules now for... This is going to be my... uh, I don't know. What do we call these days, Trevor, when we accomplish things like Western Empires? (laughs) Grail game Uh, days, I guess. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, my next goal is to do... So I've just finished reading the rules to Bios Mesofauna. (laughs) Misofauna, Mesofauna, I think. And I and I realized, I think I knew this, but the rules reminded me that you can play uh, five games, one feeding into the other, all Phil Eklund games. It, ah. It's like it's like Bios Genesis plays into Bios uh, Mesofauna, plays into Be- Bios Megafauna, plays into Bios Origins, and then you can play uh, into High Frontier. So you can literally go from like, microbial life on earth to the space program <laughs> i'm not sure i could handle that many phil eckland games in a day <laughs> you're a crazy man some of them um some of them are not as long like i've played bios origin several times single player right right and i actually am not sure that mesofauna will be that long either having read the rules but to be fair because actually one thing i feel like he's doing better is there's actually like three versions of the game that he's that they you know have the rule books for so like just reading the the basic game which is the cocoon game i think is the level they call it. so so mesofauna is basically megafauna but it's like bugs and it's at the bugs and flowers level instead of a giant animals level but it has a lot of the same mechanic where you're building out your species you know by drafting cards and adding traits and organs and stuff to the to the species anyway it, it looks pretty cool but i i, I am laughing because i do remember I, I don't know that we've had a game that disappointed us more than megafauna <laughs> <laughs> yeah probably not because we just couldn't we couldn't get through the rule book like to save our lives i do i do need to i'm, I'm assuming that i need to set this up with trevor because you, Josh, are about to head into the holiday season, which will annihilate your uh, schedule. And then once that done is done, you're going to be in Boise being all respectable and stuff. Also annihilated. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I really do need to I, I, I want to get a game of uh, 
return to Dark Tower in so that I can uh, decide if it's it's the game that I want to to recommend to our mini gaming con this spring. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So yeah, I mean, I am certainly not outside the realm of possibility. <laughs> I, I love but... the sweet lies you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you are right. Trevor is the appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna figure that out, Trevor. <laughs> All right, it's not hard. Okay, good. Um, stuff with Discount Games Inc. Uh, the Space Dwarfs are releasing a bunch of new releases this week. Um, very, very cool. Very awesome. Uh, I, 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 it almost hurts me to say that buying Space Dwarfs can buy you happiness, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that if you buy it through Discount Games Inc., that is true. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we are going to talk about marvel snap which is a new card game i, I guess it's a card game um, yeah, i think so yeah i'd call it that that is i mean what what platforms is it on is it like the the google and apple store essentially i'm sorry uh, is it yeah. on uh, i don't think it's on like pc or anything hold on I can do research. Okay. Um, oh no, think... yeah, it's on. It's free on Steam. Okay. So, Let's Trevor, I think my battery you... runs out. I can keep playing it on. Steam. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, I think that you have um, probably played the most of the game of the three of us. Okay. Uh, the I'm the not man sure who's true, but uh, I have played the least. I know okay. that is. A definitive statement. Yeah, I guess right now, uh, Trevor, Trevor and I can do a you know a collection comparison. Uh, sure. Whip it uh, so out. I'm I'm at level 271 of collection, but I will admit that I've basically stopped leveling up my collection uh, at the recommendation of some of the listeners in the Discord chat. Actually, no, no, where the freak do I look at my level? Uh, I am. The, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say. Oh, there it is. Oh, I'm 365. So. Yeah, then Josh has probably played more. What What is your um like your league level? Uh, silver. Uh, I'm also silver. Well, fine. Uh, My, but you're, so just, just I'm 36, I guess. Oh, the, you're definitely, we... you've definitely played more than I have. I, sure. I have not played much this week. To be fair, we mentioned it in the pre-ramble, but I've started a new job. I've I and sort that of definitely have hit, slowed me down. Oh, that's impacted it. Sure. I've sort of hit this like wall where i'm like geez i would have to i would have to spend real money to actually be able to continue to level up my cards because like i i just don't have the credits to level up anymore so my collection level has been growing much more slowly this week yeah that's fair yeah the, the really the um well, let's just talk about the um way that leveling up works we're and talking the about the economy first yeah the economy weirds me out Yes, so Marvel Snap is a card game that is played over six turns. Uh, you have a mana that starts at one, essentially, and goes to six. And on each turn, you can play cards as many as you'd like that you can afford. And there are three locations. Uh, they get revealed um, one each turn. So by the third turn, all three locations are revealed. And each location has a different power. Um the goal is to you the maximum number of cards you could play at a location is four and your goal is to have the most power at a particular location and to win two out of the three locations 
Um, is that, have I missed anything major there? I don't uh, think so. I mean, the cards have different powers, right? I think you yeah. said that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they they have you know, it's just like any other card game. They don't have as powers many key- and abilities as many keywords yeah. as you would expect. I think maybe that's something they'll clean up later. Um, but right now, there's no, there's only a few keywords on reveal, ongoing. Um, those are the only two I can actually think of. Those are the really keywords. I mean, there's like each time, you know, there, there's cards that have a, each time something happens, do this. Yeah, geez, yeah. What else is there? I mean, there's I mean, like, there's cards that destroy other cards. There's cards that cause discards. Yeah, but the problem is, is all of those don't use keywords, which I think they probably yeah, should, but they, but they don't. So the two key, the two keywords they do have is on reveal, which is when the card is flipped over. Um, so cards are played simultaneously, and then they are revealed in alternating order. So on the first turn, it might be my turn to play. My my card might be revealed first, um, and that reveal order can be quite critical, uh, depending on the card being played. Um, the other one is is the other keyword is ongoing, which is it's a power that basically stays on all the time. And, you know, for example, it might be ongoing, gives all other cards plus one, which means if you play a card later in the turn, it gets that plus one or later in the game, it gets that plus one. Whereas as if what if it said the same thing, but on reveal, it would only give plus one to cards that are in play when revealed. So. Other than that, there's I can't think of any other keywords. Although there should be like indestructible should be one um, for Colossus and some of the others, but it's it's just not there. So that that was interesting to me to sort of expect some more keywords than what they had, and they don't. Mm-hmm. So the level up mechanic, uh, there are um, there are two resources uh, that you should worry about. One of them is credits, and one of them is gold. Um, the credits are used specifically to level up cards. The gold is specifically used to buy credits <laughs> or to buy alternate versions of art of cards. Um, you could They also have like battle passes like any other free-to-play game. You can use the gold to buy levels in your battle passes. And to be fair, buying alternate versions of cards will move your collection level up, the thing that Trevor and I were comparing out of the gate yeah so your collection level is a level that unlocks new cards so it's how you get additional cards um there are pools of cards that are available that are only can be found in like the first uh i can't remember what it is for it's essentially the first 200 levels and then there's a second pool of cards that become available around 220 or something and then ends mm-hmm. about 370 or something and then there's a third pool of cards that's after that and as you level up you unlock resources you unlock new cards those cards um i believe they're generated randomly in that pool so when you finish the pool you'll have all the cards in the pool but if there's a particularly important card to the meta and you get it at a lower level than somebody else, you'll have it for a longer period during that pool. Um, my understanding also is that you face people who are in a similar pool to you. So if you don't have pool three cards, you won't see pool three players very often or not at all. Is that, am I remembering that correctly? Or That's is... my understanding of it. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't even know where you could prove that or not. Yeah, I don't, I'm sure there are websites out there who discuss it, but I have not paid that close attention to it. So as you level up, 
about every every time you unlock something new, you get something. But every other time, it's usually a new card. The other times, it's what are called boosters, um, which are specific to a character, and they're what allow you to level up your your cards in your collection. With which that's what gives you the levels uh, to your collection level. So Josh mentioned it, I think, last week or the week before um, on our one of our episodes but basically each card starts at like a a common level um which is basic art um looks like a normal card out of a card game and then you can level it up to uncommon which causes the art to to blow up beyond the edge of the card and right. it raises it raises your collection level by by one or two i can't remember and then the next one beyond that makes the card 3D, and it raises your collection level by two more. And then there's uh, beyond that, I think there's um, animated is the next one. It really when you go to animated, it raises your collection level by four. And then the one beyond that is like a foil border, or not foil border, a foil. Uh, it's like shiny logo or something. Shiny, yeah, shiny name, which raises your collection level by six, I think, and makes it. I think that's like. Uh, rare or something or epic or, or legendary epic, legendary yeah. and then and then the level beyond that is a shiny border um and i'm not sure if there's levels beyond that but each one adds to your collection level i'm just trying to look at my deck and see or my all my cards and see if i have one that's actually above that i don't think i have anything above that i have my miles morales has a shiny border hold on now i gotta look there is an upgrade available to me I don't know what yeah, it does. I think Carnage is my most upgraded one. Because, like, the rare orbs I got were... There was a ton of Carnage ones at some point, so... Yeah, the um, the current Battle Pass season gives you a bunch of, of Miles... That's why my Miles Morales is high, is because a bunch of the Spider-Man and Spider-Man-related cards um, get a bunch of boosters. So to level up the card, you have to have both boosters and the credits I already mentioned. Um, and it gets increasingly difficult to do so. Not only because they don't get the credits, right? Like for me, it's the credits. Um, So yeah, my Miles Morales is the most upgraded and his next upgrade is infinity. Yes. That's what mine is as well, which is, uh, which requires 500 credits and 50 boosters. So 500 credits to me does not feel that hard to get. Like if you were to play every day, you're saying you think the boosters is harder to get than the credits. Uh, when you get to that point, yes. Oh, 50, okay. 50 boosters, that's a lot. Yeah, well, especially because they have to be boosters of the specific character, right? Correct. Boosters are specific to the, the card. Well, not the card, sorry. Josh has it right, the character. You can use those boosters on any version of, of your Miles Morales card. Exactly, right. So, yeah. It's a totally different economy than I feel like you've seen in any other collectible digital card game. Um, and it feels, it feels fairly similar to some of the other... Yeah, the play me- there's some similarities to some Ryan other plays. games. Really? Yeah. So I guess we've talked a fair bit about the economy. Um, obviously, starting off, you're not really going to hit many road bumps with the economy, it feels like, because they want to set the hook. Um, do you feel like, as you play more, that it is... Like, what What do you think is... Um, can you, can you <laughs> play you the game competitively... And and not invest a fortune. Oh, I don't know about competitively. I mean, here's the thing about this freaking game. I think the hook that it sets that you almost can't get away from is how quick you can play a game. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's a deep hook, honestly. So it's One so the, easy to just be like, oh, I just played 10 games and I only spent 10 minutes of my life. You know what I mean? Like, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, it's it really isn't. So one of the reasons why I just stopped playing Hearthstone was because to sit down. Um, well, there were length, times. And the lengths are so unpredictable, right? Like, yeah, the hmm. lengths of Hearthstone, the game could be over instantly, you know, or it could take forever minutes yeah Yeah, and your opponent may just sit there and let it you know the rope or the the fuse burn every Mm -hmm. single time in hearthstone Mm -hmm. or or not you know and there's just not that much time to to really think about what you're doing because you don't you only have you have the same information that your opponent has on the board it's because there's no alternating turns and the timer's going on both of you it's just so much faster you know i'll give you uh my old man equivalent story but in hearthstone I would, you know, go to the bathroom at work or whatever and be like, I'm going to play a game while I'm in the bathroom. And my legs would go numb on the toilet seat, you know, (laughs) whereas this I'm like, I'm like, I've played three or four games and, you know, I'm ready to move on. It's just it's it's so different. It, It moves so quickly. And that is really to its benefit because the games are still they feel every bit as challenging to to win and to design decks and to the strategy behind them it's every bit as as deep i feel like as hearthstone yet the game is over quickly and you can move on yeah, you know lose right. or win you move on so um i guess we should talk a little bit more about um the actual gameplay because the thing that we sort of ignored or didn't talk about was cubes and the snap oh yeah that's true which so <laughs> My one minor complaint is that I can forget about that thing. Right, you're playing so quickly that you look up and you're like, oh, I should have snapped because I'm kicking this guy's butt. And you don't. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the snap is a mechanic where... So the the levels that Josh and I talked about were both in Silver League, essentially. The ladder that we talked about is based on levels that you gain when you win and lose games. So the amount you lose and the amount you gain is the same, and that is um, two cubes uh, if you go to the end of the game. the There's essentially an ante. It is one cube when you start the game. And if you don't do anything, you don't snap, the, the ante doubles on the last turn of the game, taking it to two. If you lose, you go down two steps on the ladder. If you win, you go up two steps on the ladder. The little wrench in the works as it were, is the snap mechanic. Um, at any point during the game, uh, you can click the cube and and enable snap, um, which basically tells your opponent that you believe you're going to win. And this could be a bluff tactic, or it could be legitimate. Um, in my opinion, bluff is not very... It is like online poker. Bluffing doesn't work very often. Nor should it, honestly. <laughs> but, it, I think, but I have seen instances where an early snap has caused an opponent who was already slightly disadvantaged to leave a game prior to the end even though maybe they could have pulled it out um anyway so the snap causes the game to double the the uh, the pot um so if one person snaps the pot at the end of the game will be four total points and it it doubles i think it doubles on turn five to two and then doubles again on turn six to so you have if somebody were to snap on the very first round you have some time to kind of decide whether or not you want to stay in i believe am i if i remember right 
I don't normally snap on the first round. However, I do all the time so that I don't forget. <laughs> That's the part of what my problem is too. Is I'm like, there, I know there's probably supposed to be strategy to snapping, but for me, it's like an afterthought almost every time. Um, and then the the other thing that can happen is both players can snap. If both players snap, then the amount gets doubled a third time to eight. So the the pot goes from four cubes to eight cubes. And you really don't want to lose if there's like losing eight cubes on the ladder is that sig- stings. It's significant. Yeah. Um, winning eight cubes on the ladder is also significant. Yeah, so, that's fair. Um Anyway, that's the snap mechanic, and and I think uh, good players do it correctly, and they go up the ladder quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, probably Josh and I do not. I I'm like him. I generally forget, and then when I think of it, um, you know. And uh, sorry, there's one other aspect. You can fold the equivalent of fold. You retreat um, instead of playing out the game, and you only lose what the current pot is. So let's say it's turn three, my opponent snaps, I feel like he's already in a dominant position, and I don't want to lose um, four, which was if I went to the end of the game after he snaps, I would lose four. Um, I could leave at that point, at that point, retreating, and only lose the original ante of one. So, you know, a good player will be able to look at the board, see whether or not they're going to win, or at least whether they're in it. If they're not, they'll retreat, only losing a small amount. And then when when they are winning big, they will bet big, and they will go up quite a bit. See, one of the things I've noticed is, like, I almost never, I feel like I almost never see an opponent retreat. So I, really? I agree with you. I agree with that, that I'm probably in the pool of just, you know, scrubs, the middling players or whatever. Uh, okay. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying I never see it, but like almost never. Like, I don't know. I've probably played no freaking idea. Let's say I've played 300 games. I think I've seen a retreat five times. I hate to break this to you, Josh, but you've played way more than 300 games. <laughs> Dang. And 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 um, I see retreats quite a bit. And I don't know if it's because of the style of deck I'm playing. Yeah, um, I'm I'm probably just not that intimidating. Actually, that's probably that makes a lot of sense. Actually. But I, I mean, one of the decks that I'm playing quite a bit of right now uses Professor X. Okay. Um, Jeez, you might have to send me this deck. Uh, yeah. It's probably Professor not that X good. can lock a location. Down. Yeah, but Professor X locks a location down, and so if I'm if I get him out in a location that I've already won, they can't. They've already lost one one location. All I have to do is win one of the other two. Um, I'll I'll get a lot of people who retreat after Professor X comes out. So. There, there's a few others too, you know, a few other decks that I play that I feel like, um, and part of it is is like nobody. It seems like nobody's going to retreat unless you snap. So they'll play to the end if they if the pot's only going to be two cubes, regardless. Right, right. But but if I have if I you know if I put down Professor X, I'm leading in that particular location. They can't play any cubes. It can't play anything there. Uh, you know, just that location, and I snap. Um, that almost certainly co- and causes them to retreat so i wouldn't say i see it tons but i would say i've seen it a lot more than three times in the in the 300 games i've played (laughs) (laughs) i said your words (laughs) so i i want to get your opinion from about some statements that a friend made so my friend tony he he loves card games. They are his jam. 
And he's also he, good at them. He's also good at them. Yes. And so he, he recently tried out Marvel snap and this is what he said. He said he did around 20 or 30 games, which again is not very many of Marvel yeah, snap. That probably took five minutes. Um, and he said it wasn't my jam. Um, he said it didn't feel like I was making mean, meaningful decisions slash trade-offs. That's a piece of it. The monetization is clever, but still manipulative and it has a lot of swingy win more elements. I really wanted to like it, but it felt the good games should feel like drugs test for me. It felt <laughs> more like drinking LaCroix. <laughs> so Tony's wrong. And, and I would cool. I, I would gladly step in the ring against him and discuss it. He has only he's only scratched the surface. The pool of cards that you deal with at that level, he's correct. I agree with his statement for your first twenty or thirty. But games. there's not meaningful choices, and there's not right. meaningful I choices. Mean, like, there's very little going on. I mean, truthfully, the game your your first like ten games are against AI. They're not even against real people. Like, I'm still it, convinced I'm playing against AI most of the time. <laughs> but like the first ten games, you can't even lose. Like he's yeah. He's not right. giving it a fair shake. The The problem is, is that the real cards that start causing board manipulation and um, and combos don't. Really I do think one of the decks I've had the most fun with is one that moves a lot, like with Heimdall yeah. and and right. uh, uh, Craven the Hunter and stuff like that. I liked that deck a lot. Yeah. So I, I feel like he's he didn't even get close to the card pool that starts really making the game far more interesting and the truth is is that josh and i aren't to card pool three either we're in card pool two so and i know some of the cards in card pool three ramp that up even more and so, you said that's part of why you stopped leveling up trevor because like so we, we were having some discussion in the discord right and people were like eh, you might want to slow your roll getting to pool three because that's when the spankings start happening yeah and one of the things that they mentioned was there was two cards in cool in pool two that they specifically mentioned and said these are two cards you need and i already had those two cards so i i didn't i'm like i don't see any reason to you know was that um killmonger and enchantress or who, who did they say the two that you were that you needed mm, i would have to go look okay i don't remember it being killmonger and enchantress i'm i i have enchantress i don't think i have killmonger though killmonger's fun what what how many points is he He's three, and he kills all one-cost cards. So there's certain decks that he just, like, is a giant middle finger. Dumps on. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, the ones they... So one of the ones they mentioned was Shang-Chi, and the other one was... Um, oh, oh I, that's right. I hate Shang-Chi so bad. Cause um, I, <laughs> I can't remember the other one, but I have Shang-Chi. I, I have both of the ones they mentioned. Okay. So, um, I do not have Killmonger, but... I, I haven't worried about it. I mean, so w right now I'm in a position where it feels like it honestly feels like I don't lose very often. And so I'm just kind of working my way through silver. Um, yeah, I, I just I don't lose a ton. Um, if I do lose, it's usually I'm usually retreating and losing only one uh, cube. And a lot of times I'm flipping it on my opponent. They're they're snapping early and then they're losing to me late. Uh -huh. uh, and I'm getting big points that way. I do lose. Um, I don't want to make it sound like I'm not losing in silver, but I, I, I'm not losing a lot. So I'm still advancing. 
Um, so I just didn't see any reason to, you know, up my collection level to the point where I would start seeing people with you know, much better collection levels than I have. You know, once you pass over into tier three, you're going to see a bunch more tier three cards. So I, I don't know. We'll see. Um, I might get tired of the cards I currently have and just start leveling up to get new cards. But I so how, I am... how's that for a response, Jay? Um, I I feel like going to Adepticon just to chew Tony out. That's how I feel. About it. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can tell him okay. I said so too. Okay. I love it. I mean, I don't know. I uh, so before we recorded, I was like, I should play a little bit more Snap to. Uh, so how much up. have you played? Uh, I mean, before. Before I played tonight, I was like at level nine, and now I'm at oh, like level. Oh, okay, 20. wow. So yeah, you haven't played very much at all. Okay. Yeah, and and it's just like, okay, this this seems very <laughs> simple or not. Like I, I guess I, if I, actually I did like my brother's review of it best. He's like, this has no right to be as fun as it. <laughs> I, I would agree that the early levels are quite simple, but its goal is to, and maybe it fails for the hardcore gamer, but its goal is to get you in easily, teach you the Set main the mechanics of the, thing, of the right? game sure. before it starts introducing more complex mechanics. Uh, I mean, I guess I would, the part that I agree the most so far with Tony is that um, so far there's there's nothing about this game that feels like a drug to me. Uh, what I think what digital card game has most felt like a drug to you? Um, and does Slay the Spire count? I would count that. Yeah, I think that's sure. fair. Although clearly it wasn't enough of a drug for you to back the Kickstarter, Jay. He doesn't Whoa. want. To, no one wants to play Slay the Spire as a board game. <laughs> uh, that's obviously not true, because I had tons of people message me about it, and it is... I have uh, no idea why people would want to play that as a board game. I just remember you saying on the Discord something like, you can't trick me into playing a four-hour board game of Slay the Spire, or whatever. I, yeah, yes, it, that is ac- that's accurate. <laughs> I it totally is agree. 1.96 million. To. Yeah, it has a lot of backers. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't understand it. Like... If I want to play Slay the Spire, I would play Slay the Spire. I don't want to have. I to mean, play. it is literally. I'm looking at it right now. It's literally a board game version of the video game. Yeah. No thanks. Yeah, we hates it, my precious. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said to my brother. Also, I don't. I didn't connect with Slay the Spire quite as much as I think everybody else did. So the board game didn't have as much appeal to me. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. That's yeah. fascinating. So here's the thing that I find most intoxicating with or with uh, Marvel Snap. Okay. It's the it's the time. It's how long it takes to play a game. Yeah. Like it, who cares if that game was simple? I'll go on to the next one and do it again. Who cares if I lost that game? I'll go on and do it again. Like the amount of games you can play and how quickly they play is just that's the part that always seems to get me. You know, I'll sit down. And feel like it also feels like I've accomplished something. So I'll sit down and and do my daily quests or whatever. And unlike uh, some of the other card games I've played in the past, uh, mobile card games, um, the daily quests I can finish in. I mean, I don't know how many games it is, but it's within probably 10, 15 minutes. You can basically finish just by sneezing. Yeah, whereas the daily quests in Hearthstone sometimes drove me batty trying to complete them. 
you know, there's just, I don't know. It just feels like the amount of time dedication required to feel like you're still engaged is so small. Um, and if I want to keep going, I can. It, I, so anyway, I, I want to talk about somewhat of the monetization model that we didn't talk about, and that's the the alternate cards. So the most expensive thing in the game is buying alternate cards. They have quite a few different variants on each character. The most the there's certain sets of these variants. Um, one of them is like the pixel variant, so you, it looks like an 8-bit version of the character. Um, one of them is a chibi version of the character. One of them is a baby version of the character, which the chibi... I hate and, baby Wolverine so much. Yeah, the, the chibi and the baby ones sometimes feel like they sort of cross over a little bit, unfortunately. Um, but there's like, there's uh, just tons of different versions of some of these cards. Um how much of this do you feel like is going to be, how much of that do you think is going to be successful that it's going to draw money out of? Because I'll be honest, like they're, so right now the only way you can buy these alternate cards is in a, they it's have straight a straight money. I mean, yeah, right? it's, 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 well, no, you can get them other ways, but the only way you can purchase exactly the card you want is straight money. Yeah. So there's a daily offer. There are six variants. That daily offer rotates once a day and you get six new variants in those slots. My frustration is six cards. It, so I've thought about wanting to spend real money on some of these, although they're really expensive. Um, I've thought about wanting to try to collect one particular style, such as Chibi or Pixel. Those have been the two that I'm most interested in. Um, mm-hmm. But there are times when the six new cards in the daily offer don't contain either of those. And so to collect a whole set of these cards would quite honestly take months and uh, in addition to lots of money. So uh, just to give you an example, the cheapest of these alternates is 700 gold bars. A To buy 700 gold bars just straight up um, is 10 bucks. You can get, obviously you can get better uh, ratios of gold bars if you spend a lot more money at one time to buy these gold bars. But if if all you did was buy 700 gold bars per purchase of one of these alternate cards, it is $10. Um, there is additional cards that are 1,200 um, uh, gold bars, so they're more like 15 bucks. So 10 to 15 bucks for a single alternate card. I, I hadn't even broken it down to that level. You're terrifying me right now. Well, I've I've never bought one of the alternate cards. I mean, I certainly have plenty of alternate cards that I've earned in other ways, but they were random. They certainly weren't ones that I would have picked. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I certainly, I went and looked up because there are online repositories of some of the art where you can look up what these different cards look like. And I'm like, man, it'd be really cool to have a whole set of Chibi, for example. But you start doing the math and I mean, I don't know how many cards there are on the set, but, you know, I've, what have I got? I've got 23 rows times four cards right now. So almost 100 cards. So a set of, you know, and there's obviously duplicates from different characters in there, but let's just for the sake of argument, I don't have even close to all the cards in the entire sets that's out right now. But that's, you know, 100 cards. If I were to have each one of those in a chibi version, that's that's a thousand bucks. Yeah, jeez. And I know there's way more than that in the set. 
So anyway, I, well, so to go back to your question, I mean, honestly, I think it is going to work. I, I think there's, I mean, you're you're selling a product to people who tend to have a completionist nature. Yeah, yeah. I think the the more likely thing that's going to happen instead of my scenario where you buy a thousand dollars worth of chibi art cards, is there's going to become meta decks with particular characters and people are going to be like on the lookout for those particular cards. So instead of spending a thousand dollars, they're going to, the, the decks have, uh, what do they have in them? 12 Ten cards. cards. Oh, 12. 12? Okay. Yeah, it's 12. So they're going to spend $120. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Have a deck of just, just chibi those or chibi or whatever they're going to pick. Just pixelated. Which, you know, when you're buying larger numbers of gold coins, that's more like that's more like a hundred dollars instead of hundred and twenty. Because you get eight eight thousand credits for a hundred dollars. So I I've basically I got stopped dead in my tracks when I started considering it because I just counted up the math. <laughs> and uh, I, I should say I, one the other thing. the other thing the oh, go ahead, Jeff. The, the other reason why it's going to be successful is because of the IP. Well, no, um, why this monetization scheme is going to be successful is because people just have their, you know, credit card connected and it's super easy to, you know, do an impulse purchase of 10 bucks. And then a few days pass, you're like, oh, it's just another 10 bucks. Yeah. And the 10 bucks start, you know, chipping in and in and in. And so, and, and I guess my old man shakes fist at clouds uh other part of it is that um like i'm just <laughs> i'm so tired of games where it feels like they are um built around extracting as much money as possible from wells mm-hmm. and like i it's it just drives me kind of crazy like i don't there it may it's it's a big turnoff for me on when I feel like a game is doing that strategy. And and to be fair, I don't know enough about Marvel Snap to say definitively that I feel like that is what they're doing. Um, well, I'll be completely transparent. I have spent money on this game, but all I did was purchase the... It's like the introductory thing. There's that's like what a, I bought, sure. yeah, which is like three bucks or something like that. Yeah, and honestly, I haven't felt the need to spend any more than that um just because you can the the difference i feel like is is and the thing that we didn't talk about as far as gold bars is the credits used to level up the cards you can purchase those with gold so for essentially it's like six bucks you buy 500 credits which is about how much you earn per day doing your daily quests so people who are impatient and really want to level up their um, collection level could spend quite a bit of money just trying to increase their get get i mean it's the equivalent of buying booster packs but you instead you're having to level up your cards to do so which you're going to be limited at some point because you still have to have the quote boosters on each character to level up that card um, but you can accelerate i mean like josh mentioned he's at the point now where he's earning credits slower than his collection is requiring them to level up and i mean that started happening around for me as well around the 220 ish uh collection level where you know they really they've got it kind of set to the right way where you're earning credits faster than you can level up your cards 
until you get into about get to pool two. And when you start getting into pool two, all of a sudden it's you're having to play a little bit longer before you can level up cards and you're having cards that are eligible for leveling up that you don't have credits for. And I've never felt like the need to have to spend um, gold on credits, but you can earn gold for free as part of the um, collection level, part of the um, uh, season. The mission, yeah, the weekly and daily uh, missions can get them to you. Yeah, I mean, you can earn gold. So you, some of these cards, if you wanted to get the alternate cards and you were willing to save your money for that, they are available to you without spending a dime. But it certainly is like any other free-to-play game. They've incentivized you to spend money uh, for their own good. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hate them for doing that. Um, at least not yet. <laughs> when sure. I, when I, I mean, when really I it. spent anywhere near as much as I've spent on a Hearthstone, then I will start to get irritated. <laughs> so I'm, I should say one thing to me that's interesting about Snap is I feel like it's been the first game that has broken Hearthstone's hold on me. Like if if you know I'm still playing Hearthstone, but nowhere near the amount that I was before Snap came out. Yeah, I did see a uh, you know come back to Hearthstone ad where they're like just throwing stacks of packs at you for an absurdly low. Um, <laughs> it's like just recently. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you can buy like an 80 pack bundle for yeah. It was quite low, like huh. 10 bucks or something. Yeah, I, like that. I, I that sort of surprises me. I mean, I I do admit that in my circles, Marvel Snap is all I've been hearing about right now. So apparently, it's done fairly well at least to start with. So um, it, it'd be interesting to see, you know, to be a fly on the wall at Blizzard and see how much it's actually impacted. Yeah, their thought process. And I I'm also curious. Like I I don't feel that any of us are necessarily far enough to know this yet but a lot of the um free-to-play games that brian has done in the past they definitely have been ones where if you're wanting to be i guess quote-unquote competitive with it or whatever you do have to kind of shell out a ridiculous amount of money and i'm curious if it's going to feel that way with with this game or not i mean i guess it depends on what you consider competitive because the truth is, is that, I mean, I haven't felt any need to spend any money to move up the ladder, but I also haven't felt a need to to hit a particular level on the ladder. I mean, there are rewards for going up the ladder, but they're very, they're not as great as the rewards for just playing. I don't know. How do you feel sure. about that, Josh? I agree with your statement, honestly. Like, yeah, that, uh, yeah, I mean, that, I guess, what is that question? What is, what is competitive, right? Like. Right. I'm only silver. Uh, I, I haven't even looked. That's part of the thing is I haven't, I, I guess mean, I you, haven't even worried about being competitive. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if there's like an in-game meta, like in, you know, in an MMO. I mean, when you get to the end of the, the ladder, when you get to, what is it? Infinite? Infinite. Yeah. Which my brother's at, which what the heck is wrong with him? Yeah. So when you get to infinite, I mean, is there an in-game, like, are there <laughs> the equivalent of raids? You know, is no, there a, another yeah, another yeah. way you can level up against the other players, or do you just play against, continue to play against random people with no? I mean, obviously you can go down. You could he could drop back down down to Galactic, but yeah, I, I just don't know. Yeah, 
I'm not sure where that's going to go because I'm assuming they're going to have to come up with some sort of in-game content for people who are at Infinite um, and who maintain that level. Yeah, mm-hmm. or, or or it's going to have to change into like the way Hearthstone does, where it's monthly. Hmm. Yeah, that that could be likely. I mean, so. honestly, if that's if that's the model it goes to, where you know it's a monthly reset, I you know I'm not going to feel the need to. I'm the the biggest thing I'm going to feel I'm going to want is a particular card. So if there are cards in the meta, and the only way to get them is to level to like say collection level one thousand, and and it's such a dominant card that that the really the only way to feel competitive is to get there. Um, if it feels like the only way to get there in a timely manner is to spend money, that's going to bug me. It's just I mean I don't I don't think it's going to it doesn't feel like it's going to be like that. At least not currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. All right. Well, do you guys have any final thoughts on Marvel Snap? I feel like I just have to know, did we sell you any more, Jay? Because I don't feel like we did. Um, I mean, I'm going to keep trying it some. Going to keep flirting with it because it doesn't take that long to play a game. Well, or it's, <laughs> it's easy to, to keep trying out while Brian and I are like watching some TV or something. So. We'll see. Um, and I wouldn't mind having a cheap and engaging game, obviously. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, All right. I, I think yeah. that I'd like to hear your opinion once you get to, say, collection level 150 ish, 100, 150 ish. Sure. When, yeah. Once you've yeah. unlocked some of the more interesting cards and start, you know, really having, uh, start building your own decks, I guess. Yeah, and we, which yeah. we didn't talk about at all, but there are twelve. There's only twelve cards. You can only have one copy of each card. Like that, that is actually pretty appealing to me. The fact sure. that I'm almost guaranteed to see, um, <laughs> yeah, more than half of my deck. Right? Every, yeah, the consistency is quite. Strange. I'm just laughing because I am such a lazy man. I still am like, oh, twelve cards. Will somebody just copy me the code for a deck, please? <laughs> uh. I, I seriously, the only deck that I've copied from anyone else is the deck that you posted in Discord. I okay. Threw that, I threw that in there, and I didn't even play a single... I played... Sorry, I played one game with it. Hated it because it had too many cost four cards if, in it. Oh, I thought it was too many ones that was in it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it had too many cost four cards, which meant there were there were turns one through three where if I had too... If you have too many fours in... Like, you only go for mana one to six. So yeah. there's only three turns where you can play a cost four card. Turn four, five, or six. And I just felt like there was too many cost four cards in it. So the first thing I did was take one of the fours out and add a two, I think. So, and I've played that. And since I changed it, I've played that deck a ton of time and, and enjoy it. But yeah, I do like the, I do like the deck building. It's fast. It's easy. It's easy to kind of figure out what you want to do. And honestly, if you do it poorly, you do poorly. So yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, let us know what you guys think of the game. And we're, we're excited to hear your thoughts.